2: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. And you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out.
0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 466. It is October 20th, 2020. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by Destin Legarry bam hey everybody love it you're shot, shot of a cannon that's what that's the destiny i love brandon tyrell
2: good morning hello hello
0: oh smooth and suave today my friend yes <laughs> ready to record some audiobooks with that's he gotta to balance the show out <laughs> and uh special guest joining us been wanting to get him on the show for a little while here cam hawkins cam aka the cinephile guy welcome sir
3: for inviting me on i'm a big fan of the podcast and uh this is a really great opportunity thank you so much
0: oh i'm more than happy i i I first became aware of you on spawn on me you're fantastic with the group and uh yeah it's great to have you on and and we'll just talk plenty of xbox i see you came dressed for the part today which i love oh yeah
3: oh yeah i was like got an xbox shirt gotta wear the xbox gotta (laughs) represent the brand you know
0: well, and before we went on the air, you were sort of straightening up a little bit. You you had a Rock Band guitar and a chair, which which just warmed yeah, my, I, my heart.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing Rock Band for recently. Uh, you know, I I didn't I couldn't get on the ship uh, when it came out because I was in college and I you know had to save money and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, but I finally was just like, even though the instrument was way too expensive, I was just like, I need to get into Rock Band. Rock Band Two is one of my favorite games of all time. So uh, very excited to. Uh, play more rock band now well and it turns out
0: that was an investment on your part
3: because they're worth
0: a fortune on ebay should you ever decide to part with it which of course i don't recommend uh and now at least on the xbox side rock band 4 is going to be compatible and all the gear meaning with the with the series x which uh, all the dlc all the all the instruments rock band will live on for another generation they're still supporting it with dlc i love it so much so, Cam, before we get going, uh, of course, we want to give the audience a chance to get to know you. Uh, and us, too, quite frankly. You know, we, we've traded a few emails, a couple of, a couple of direct messages, but uh, it'll be, be fun to to introduce you to everybody. So, you know, where can we find you online, on, you know, YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, et cetera? What are you up to? And, and sort of what's your, your sort of personal Xbox story?
3: Yeah, so... Um... I write over at Dualshockers.com, uh, where you can follow them on Twitter at Dualshockers, and uh, you know my socials, uh, the Cinephile Guy on Twitter, uh, and I stream on Twitch at Twitch.tv/TheCinephileGuy. And when it comes to uh, my Xbox story, uh, so for the most parts, uh, you know, growing up, like uh, it was, I was a big. I played on the Game Boy Color a lot. That was, like, kind of, like, the my first, like, real big system. Like, I did dabble in other older systems, like the NES, SNES. But, like, I would say, like, the Game Boy was, like, the first, like, real system I invested my time into. And then, like, the PS2 came out. And that's, like, one of my favorite systems uh, ever. Um, but then, like, I wasn't – I, like – everything that came out with the PS3 at launch was, like, this doesn't seem what I want. And then, like, all my friends had Xbox 360 and, like, talked about, like – how great the multiplayer is there and all that stuff so I was just like all right I'm going to I'm going to switch over to Xbox 360 and uh see you know and I played a little bit of Xbox you know I played Halo back on the Xbox Halo 2 on the Xbox uh through like friends and stuff like that so I wasn't like completely new to the Xbox ecosystem yeah but then yeah once I switched over to Xbox 360 I was just like yeah I, there's no going back for me like I love I love the achievements. I love, uh, I know that a lot of people are all about trophies, but man, I love the achievements. I love seeing my gamer score go up. Um, I love, I, I just love everything about the Xbox ecosystem. And, you know, I got an Xbox one day one just cause I was just dedicated to the brand. I knew that, like, I knew that they messed up and they had to, you know, uh, backtrack and like uh to get to where they are now but uh i just loved xbox and i couldn't see myself leaving that ecosystem so uh, i'm super excited for uh series x and series s uh and and uh, seeing what xbox is doing now the past years years like i've been uh very happy uh with the path that they're going and it makes me very happy to be uh, an xbox fan for sure
0: which of the which of the, of the games announced back at the july showcase are you most looking forward to on xbox
3: uh i would probably say i probably say fable just because fable 2 is one like again like probably in my top 50 favorite games i love fable 2 um and i know you know i know that a lot of people were disappointed in fable 3 but uh i just uh you know i just hope that playground ends up nailing that game because i i really want a good fable game again (laughs) it's been too long
0: we are all in the same boat. I think the, the entire Xbox community is collectively rooting for Playground to, to yeah. get that game right. It's, uh, yeah, right there with you. Thankfully, if it's if it's even close to Forza Horizon, I think we're all going to be pretty happy as far as the quality goes. Uh, before we get rolling, a quick programming note. My final preview of the Xbox Series X is now online on IGN.com or on YouTube.com slash IGN. So take a look at that. It's more of the all-encompassing. I was allowed to say anything I want. I can now talk about anything about this thing. Uh, they, they were There were a bunch of embargoes along the way where it was, okay, just talk about this, then talk about that. Now the gloves are off. Uh, so that preview covers all of that. Please take a, a read or a watch of it if you have not done so already. And obviously, we're not done. Uh, the Series X and S are, gosh, less than a month away. So we'll be reviewing the consoles themselves, the launch lineup, et cetera. And that is actually where I want to start, is with the launch lineup. It has been confirmed. The We've got a total of 30 games. Brandon Tyrell, I'm going to go to your way uh, because I'm already talking too much. Go down the list, give us the list of games and then let's let's talk about them after that.
2: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> in alphabetical order no less. Yes. Uh, starting at the top, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Right, new uh new third-party game from Ubisoft. We've got Borderlands 3 already out. Bright Memory 1.0, which is uh you might remember from the Xbox showcase in June, I want to say. May 1. Um, yeah. The May one, yeah, it was that really sexy CG sort of looking, but it, it was all actually running in 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 uh, engine. Um, that that really beautiful looking first person shooter game. So that's well, coming. no, that was
0: Bright Memory Infinite. And right, this is, right. Where this I, is the, I, yeah, I'm confused too. I had to so look this up.
2: This is the base game that's I believe already released. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, on PC. So Infinite is the next-gen upgrade, which I imagine there might be some sort of smart delivery component to that. I, I'm not entirely sure. But this is the base game for that. Bright Memory 1.0, that's coming as well. Keeping it rolling, we've got Cuisine Royale, which I've never heard of personally. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. We've got Dirt 5. Enlisted. Evergate. The Falconeer. Fortnite. Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, obviously, Gears Tactics, Grounded, all Microsoft first-party exclusives, King Ardball, Man Maneater, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer System Redux, which is another sort of upgrade off that base game that came out last year, or yeah. this year. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Planet Coaster, Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, Warhammer Chaos Bane Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs Legion, another Ubisoft open world game, WRC 9 FIA World Rally Championship, which is a mouthful, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and finally, Yes, Your Grace. Um, Some of those are smart deliveries. Some of them are Xbox Game Pass or smart delivery. Uh, They are are
0: all optimized for Mm -hmm. Series S and X, so they are all tuned up for the new console. Um, Cam, you're our guest. I want to go your way first. What is your reaction to this launch lineup? You know, you were a big 360 guy, Xbox One. This is a long list of games. How do you feel about it?
3: Just like the general list, I think it's uh, I think it's solid. Uh, you know, I definitely de- definitely play in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I definitely I play Borderlands Three. I'm definitely gonna play more of that. I'm I'm interested in the Bright Memory game. Uh, I might uh, I might get into Devil May Cry Five. I actually played that through Game Pass uh, when it came on Game Pass last year. So maybe I'll wait until that hopefully comes to Game Pass with the Virgil DLC because uh, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it, but I don't know if I would shell out forty more dollars uh, for that, um, you know, uh, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, I've seen, like, Gears 5 looks insane on Xbox Series X, uh, comparatively to, uh, even the Xbox One X, so that's really cool, um, I haven't played Ori and the Will of the Wisps yet, so that's one of the big 20, uh, 2020 titles that I just haven't gotten to yet, so that's cool, and I haven't played Tetris Effect, uh, and I, you know, and I was going to just eventually play it on PlayStation, but when this was announced, I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to play it on Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I'm super excited for. I'm definitely going to play that. Uh, I'm getting that day one uh, as well. Um, So, like, you know, I think that there's, like, a good mixture of, like, of titles that, you know, maybe those that didn't have an Xbox, you know, that were on PlayStation and decided, oh, like, the Series X does look interesting enough where I want to, tr- you know, try uh, try that out and play Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Horizon 4, but then there's, like, there is some new stuff as well, like Assassin's Creed, um, you know, Bright Memory, um, Tetris <coughs> Effect, first time on Xbox, like, uh, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is, is, is a pretty big, like, uh, exclusivity deal, even though it's only going to, like, March for uh, Xbox. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, still pretty big, like, because all of Yakuza is released on PlayStation 4 first. And now it's, and now the next, you know, this is supposed to be like the, a good jumping in point with a new protagonist and everything like that. But still just like Xbox getting that next gen deal is uh, really surprising to me, so.
0: Destin, how about you? What's uh, what's jumping out at you here? How are you feeling about this list?
3: Generally speaking, like if just looking at
4: the list, it's a killer lineup. It's a really, really good lineup. The problem is if you look at it in a bubble, it's a killer lineup. People just always stack it up against the competition, right? Really the competition has two killer titles now if xbox could just have a thing i feel like they'd be in a much better place but i'm really excited just personally to play assassin's creed bright memory infinite what else we got on here just looking down not infinite
0: <laughs> yeah that's right we'll bright memory too.
4: sorry no, you're right you're right yeah uh gears 5 with 120 uh hertz no, no games month. named
0: infinite are launching with this console yeah. <laughs> there were not happening
4: yeah, and uh, this lineup's awesome. There's a lot of good stuff that you're going to be able to play in the launch window on your Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S, and and that's
2: great.
0: Brandon, where are you at with this?
2: Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm a little underwhelmed with the lineup. Um, obviously, I'm excited for Valhalla. Um, I will definitely play that. Uh, there there are a number of games on here that I've already played and experienced. And so the question for me becomes, is it something that I want to spend time to check out how they look on new, better hardware? I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I, I think you know anybody who's really, really passionate about video games as a hobby has a backlog of games that they could be playing. Um, so why I think it is a good lineup from the perspective of having a catalog that sort of touches all the different bases that you want um, Personally, for me, there's not a whole lot on this list that I, like, will need to play day one. Um, I'm excited to give uh, Yakuza a try. I've never, you know, jumped into that series before, and this, I believe, is an RPG, so that's kind of right up my alley. Um, But outside of, you know, Yakuza and Valhalla, there's a couple of smaller things I'll check out, but there's nothing that really screams to me as, like, I must play this right now. Um, You know, having said that, it is a weird year. Uh, you know, we're moving further and further away from like hard edges on console generations. Things are bleeding together much more cohesively starting even last generation with the Xbox One, uh, having the 360 sort of bleed into that and now moving forward as well. Cross-chain is, is a much bigger, um, a much more common thing than it used to be. Um, and then obviously, you know, the pandemic. I'm sure plans would have been totally different without the pandemic. But, you know, taking all that into account, right now it's a fine list. I think it's a good list from a catalog perspective, but nothing really jumps out at me as like, this is, this is it, you know?
0: This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events,
2: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's king of the egg cream.
4: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm I know, I hate to sound like a spoiled entitled gamer, but I'm disappointed by this too. I mean, it's 30 games, but you guys said it. It's there's there's nothing here. That says, I have to spend $500 to Mm. play this on the new system. Now, that's, I mean, that both sort of, well, by any definition, including literally, because I went down this list. I believe if I've checked all these correctly, there's only one game on this list that is a Series X exclusive, and that's NBA 2K21. They're building. A totally new next gen version. So it's like you can buy that game on the Xbox One, but it is a different, a, a fundamentally different version of the game. Everything else here, Assassin's Creed, of course, Borderlands Three is an old game. Uh, all you know, Dead by Daylight, DMC Five, Dirt Five, Yakuza, all of it, you can play on an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that it inherently makes. Makes it a bad game or a lesser game or a game that you you shouldn't play, but there there is quite literally nothing here that you have to have a Series X to experience, and that's you know when you're you're talking to the early adopters, that's that's you know that's the, the pre-orders sell out for the for us early adopters. That's you know we all went through that first world anxiety of trying to get the Xbox Series X pre-order. And then you're like, okay, well, great. What what am I going to do on this thing? What's how am I going to show it off? It's Like, well, there are going to be pretty games. Uh, Gears 5, as Cam touched on, Forza Horizon 4, which is a a stunning game on the Xbox One. But again, these are all games that were developed for last gen. So, yeah, I I think the absence of Halo really hurts this lineup. Like it's not we've I know we've been over that a million times already, but it's it's clear that that was supposed to be the headliner. And, yeah. you know, Destin, you mentioned uh, the competition, sort of com- comparing it that way. You know, they've got Spider-Man, which, yes, is a cross-gen game, uh, as Halo would would have been and will be. But then they also have Demon's Souls, which is a major first-party game, and that is a PS5 exclusive. So, you know, there are uh, a couple of things there where you're like, okay, well, I've, I want to play that on PS5. But this list... Again, it's not to say that they're they're not great games because I mean, we know we know Gears 5 is a great game. We know Forza Horizon is a great game. We know Tetris Effect is a great game from when it was out on PS4.
3: You don't have Destiny on here. I was going to say that earlier, well, after it, Ryan was
0: talking. Is it is it a day one cuz th- I mean this is the yeah. copy Yeah, it and comes paste. out
4: November 10th. Or, yep.
0: Well, this been <laughs> it, then Microsoft left it off the list cuz <laughs> this is straight from their email, copied and pasted into this document. It doesn't have um,
4: enhancements yet. They delayed the enhancements to December. That's 8th, probably so maybe why. That, maybe no that's why they that. yeah, left because it because all yeah. everything
0: on this list has been optimized it'll, it, for. It'll run series. at
4: four K thirty, and it'll take advantage of the faster hard drive, of course. But it won't yeah. have four uh, K sixty or any of that other yeah.
2: good stuff, like the FOV slider. Yeah. But I guess but, to speak to the point, does that? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you buy a Series X to play Destiny, knowing that you play Destiny every day anyway? Out of curiosity. Um,
4: I I don't think it's about what I would do. Mm. I think it's about what a consumer has been playing on console on Xbox for a long time who sees that they're going to be able to take advantage of 4K60, that they're going to be able to take advantage of that lightning-fast hard drive. Just popping a consumable in Destiny takes so long on current hard drives Mm. that just upgrading to an Xbox One X is a huge improvement. Mm. This is just going to be like next level because these are... I believe these are Gen 4 M2 drives inside of the console. And it's just going to be like that compared to what you're currently using on uh, on the consoles now.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I should also, I guess, caveat this by saying, like, I'm spoiled because I'm coming from an Xbox one X to this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these games I've already played in 4K and it, you know, in in, in nicer, nicer visual options. A lot of people will be coming from the original Xbox One or even the Xbox One S. And that will be definitely a much more substantial because that's you're going from from 1080 to 4K at that point.
2: That's a great point. I, I think, you know, everybody in this room is sort of normalized when you think of Xbox and and what a game looks like on an Xbox you're thinking of the one X right Uh, yeah mm -hmm. but oh my god I can't even imagine going from the original VCR Xbox one to an Xbox Series X like that has got to be night and day yeah going from that that. thing in the background
4: (laughs) that's my trophy
0: by the way we'll get to that later (laughs) Brandon so Cam what do you think you mentioned a few that were highlights for you what's I asked this of of the crew a week or two ago What's the first game you want to fire up on the series X?
3: It'll be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, it'll be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Assassin's Creed is one of my, Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite franchises. Um, I actually got to preview Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, for, for, a you know, uh, feature over at dual shockers, uh, which you can read right now on DualShockers.com. And, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, what I played out of it. And, um, uh, cause I, cause it's being made by Ubisoft Montreal, which is the origins team. And like, you know, um, I feel like that there's some little diversity between, uh, people who prefer origins over Odyssey and vice versa. Uh, I'm very much like, I, pref- I really, really love origins. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of Odyssey personally. Um, so this definitely from what I've played seems more of a origins experience. And even then, like I would say even l- more to the traditional assassin's creed experience um while still being an rpg so uh i'm really looking forward to uh to assassin's creed valhalla for sure but then yeah um, yakuza's super great and then um kingdom hearts melody of memory i'm a big kingdom hearts fan um and that comes out like two or three days later so um that but assassin's creed valhalla is going to be my first game for sure
4: Real, real question for you. The Halo news came out today. It's going to run it at
3: 120 on uh, the Series X. Does that yes, do anything you for, for you? That up. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, so maybe it's just me. I don't know. But like, I don't see very huge differences when it comes to frame rates. Uh, like 30 to 60 uh, over time. I've started to notice more of a significant difference because I've like, I you know, there's some games that run at 30 last gen, and then some that would run at 60. So I can kind of see a difference now. Uh, so 120, like I obviously know that the games are gonna like run better and it's gonna be a smoother experience. So that is exciting for sure. Um, and when I do play my games, I do uh, prioritize uh, prioritize frame rate over resolution unless it's a game that I think is like really really pretty and I want to see it in that in that experience. Um, so uh, you know I- I'm glad that it's a thing. I'm glad that it's happening. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Destin, just as a quick aside. I I saw and you know, I posted about this on Twitter this morning before we recorded and saw, I don't know why, like a bunch of fanboy replies and oh, well, PC has already been like, OK, that's all great. But it is pretty cool to think that these the games in this Master Chief collection, when I first played them on an Xbox console compared to now on the Series X, they were in. 30, they were at 30 frames per second. And now to be playing them at four times that frame rate on the Series X is pretty cool. I mean, yes, they're old, but the fact that they've been cared for and maintained and upgraded and they'll live on um, for another another Xbox generation, I just love to see that. Because they are great games, and particularly, of course, the multiplayer stuff. You'll be able to just keep these Halo 2 multiplayer will live on. Which yeah. which just makes me endlessly happy.
3: I, yeah, it's I was gonna say it's just great seeing so much support for the Master Chief Collection, even like now, like when it came out so many years ago, and it's still getting support, and uh, it's awesome to see.
4: Yeah, to the hardcore Xbox fans out there, I, I encourage you to, you know, pop your disc in your old 360, just play it at 30 for a little bit, and then come over and play at 120 on the Xbox Series X once you get it, and let me know if you can see the difference. I I have a I have a strong feeling that from 30 to 120, you're going to be able to tell, yeah. uh, and, and that's a really good sort of way to... Tr- sort of train yourself to be able to see the higher frame rate. If if you've never really looked for that sort of thing before, Halo is just going to be a great test bench for your eyeballs, so yeah. to speak.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I don't want to speak for him, but I don't, I don't know if Cam was necessarily saying that. I think because I, well, I was Cam, talking
4: I'm, about the jump from 30 to 60, right. not from yeah, 30 I, to one twenty. That's like I'm so with you. fast.
0: Cam, I'm, I'm with you, you know, having, having spent some time now with the series X previewing some games, 30 to 60 I, is pretty clear to me, but I will say like it's it seems like a bit of a diminishing return to my eyeball as far as yeah. what's obviously noticeable from 60 to 120 compared to 30 to 60. It's still buttery smooth obviously, but and and I'm not saying I I don't want 120 frames, but I think for me, I think we might have touched on this last week so I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but I think given what I've experienced so far on this thing with with 120 frames I think I would rather choose a bit more visual fidelity at 60, like uh, 4K 60 rather than like, 1440p 120 i I think that's probably where i'm personally gonna land with this when when the game gives me the choice i'm really glad you brought this up cam
4: go ahead but like uh one of our listeners actually brought this up and i I had some stuff i want to say about it cam what were you gonna say
3: oh yeah i just said like i agree with you ryan like uh 60 is perfectly fine unless it's like unless it's like a specific game where i feel like frame rate dessert like if i'm playing like overwatch on my xbox then yeah i'm gonna want it in the like the 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 12 of uh, the 120 if they ever end up bringing that support to uh to the Xbox Series X like the more multiplayer experiences yeah I'm going to want a higher frame rate because that's just naturally going to make you uh more ahead of the game in that sense um but like yeah for more single player experiences I would prefer the 4K 60
4: yeah and to both your points cinematic experiences are often Better experience at even 30, you know, so you can experience them at 4k 60. So you have that that higher FPS, but uh, like films are shot in 24, right? Because it gives them a unique feeling. Right. So to be able to play at 4k 30. And that's what one of the listeners said, he's like, I'd rather have 4k 30 over 4k 120. But I think it's game by game for a shooter you probably want the fastest frame rate you possibly can if you care about playing at a, yeah. Yeah. If you're playing at a competitive level level for a narrative experience, like uh, one of the first games I can think of to do it. Unfortunately, it's about cyber on the PlayStation cyberpunk. Well,
0: I mean we're, we're yes. not getting a hundred, you know I don't think we're getting 120 but
4: <laughs> no Cyberpunk's a game that would be absolutely fine at 60 for example right you can play it at 120 if you want but I don't know if that's the kind of experience where you would need 120 frames because yeah. it's it's like Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto is going to be fine at 30 or 60 right um but it's all personal preference. This isn't something I can say, this is the definitive way to experience a game. It's it's your choice as a player. And that's, that's like one of the really cool things that the Xbox is doing, allowing you to sort of set your console at what you prefer and just play at that and adjust like in dirt, the fact that you can have three different options about how you want to play that game is actually one of the positive aspects about Dirt, I think. Sure. And, uh, there's yeah. there's just so much cool stuff. I'm really excited about the Series X and, and you know, the competition, the PlayStation 5. And it's, it's going to change people's knowledge level and their options as players. And it, that's so cool, just across the board.
0: All right, so before I move off of this topic, uh, I want to go around the table again and... You know, now that we have the launch lineup on paper, we obviously haven't played some of this stuff yet. Uh, but I want to see. I want to pull everybody. Your all-time favorite Xbox console launch lineup. Uh, Cam, I know you said the 360 was the first one you dived into, but you did play some original Xbox back in the day. So you had just just to give everybody a, a a refresher. The original Xbox on day one, you had of course Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, the one of the last killer apps we've ever had at a console. Actually, I guess they're Wii Sports, probably Halo, Wii Sports, and Zelda Breath of the Wild are the last three, but uh, you had Halo Combat Evolved, you had Project Gotham Racing 1, and you had Oddworld Munch's Odyssey. Those were probably the three biggest highlights of the original Xbox launch lineup. Then on the 360, on day one, you had Call of Duty 2, which wasn't exclusive because the PS3 wouldn't come out for another year, And that was right when Call of Duty started to really take off and become this global juggernaut. That was a that was a 360 exclusive. You also had Project Gotham Racing 3, which of course by that time PGR was amazing, and so that was cool to have it launch. You had Condemned, which is one of my sort of cult classic favorites. Perfect Dark Zero and Cameo were the two big launch exclusives from Rare. And then on the Xbox One, you know, Cam touched on the, the woes of the early days of the Xbox One, but it did have some interesting first-party exclusives at launch, no, highlighted by Forza Motorsport 5, Dead Rising 3, and the flawed but beautiful but still kind of now cult classic Rise, Son of Rome. So, uh, Brandon, I'll go your way first. What, Damn, what's I your was, favorite? And, I was and hoping I get,
2: you were going to call on me.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll go to Destin first. i I,
2: I can answer it quickly only because (laughs) the xbox one is the first console generation i ever got day and date so i don't actually have you know the background of saying i really enjoyed these launch lineup games so i uh i feel like i need to recuse myself but by (laughs) default i have to say xbox one unfortunately
0: yeah all right all right destin
4: 360 next person (laughs) Ooh, look at that. <laughs> that's the only that's the right answer sorry everybody <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it's obviously your choice
0: cam but what do you think from uh you know again from what you've experienced and what and what you remember about these games
3: uh i would have to go with the xbox one as well su- uh, surprisingly just because i feel like out of those three games i have played all three of those games not because like i felt like obligated to but because i actually wanted to and i enjoyed yeah. my time with all of them uh, like, don't get me wrong, like, Halo, come on, like, come on now. But, like, uh, the, you know, the other, uh, PGR never really got into that uh, that series. And same thing with Oddworld. So, uh, you know, um, it, it, the thing with me is that only certain racing games uh, really catch my attention. Um, they either have to be, like, super, simu- like, simulation type, or they have to be, like, ridiculous racers. Like, uh, Split Second is, like, my favorite racing game. I love Split nice. Second. Um, and, yeah, so with the 360, like... Yeah, like Perfect Dark Zero was all right. Um, uh, Condemned, I've heard of, and I heard like kind of like what you said. It's kind of like a cult classic type title. Uh, Call of Duty Two is is fine. You know, I, I just feel like I, you know, I, I played Rise. I really liked Rise. It's uh, you know, I, I honestly wish it got a, a second game. Uh, Dead Rising Three was really fun, and yeah, Forza Motorsport Five. Like I remember playing it for the first time. I was like, this feels great to like using a controller. Like the the it, it I I love everything about uh. Uh, The three games that, you know, the the launch lineup uh, was, again, just a really good variety, and I I enjoyed all the games, so. Cam, I have to wholeheartedly agree with you on Rise. Rise
4: is a diamond in the rough. It's just unfortunate that that game never got, like, a second chance. Like, yeah, the game ended up getting monotonous and whatever by the end, but it was gorgeous. It did Mm -hmm. a lot of cool stuff, and, like, I just, I wish there was a sequel.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: You're leaving out Destin the yeah. the story was great in that yeah. game. With Marius, your 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 the hero, your yeah. player character. Like this mm-hmm. that game had a fantastic story. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that if
4: Rome can have two seasons, Rise <laughs> Son of Rome can have two seasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Also a great show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic show. Yeah, it is a shame. Like that you guys are so right. That game felt like I think maybe one of the reasons it has become a cult classic is because everybody did see the how the greatness in it mm-hmm. and everybody acknowledges that yes the combat got repetitive but if they could have done a sequel if there would have been a sequel they, it just seems like that game really could have found its its stride and and become something super special but yeah. rest in peace Rise son of Rome you were excellent uh, I would actually agree with Destin for me it's the 360 Uh, interestingly we brought this up on next gen console watch last week and the poll results so we had a poll on the ign.com homepage. the ign audience at large disagrees with all of us Uh, they overwhelmingly voted in favor of the original xbox
2: nostalgia play
0: thank you halo one and 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 i don't i can't blame them yeah it's you know, the, uh, it's a killer app. Like uh, of all the cool games we just listed for PGR, 360 Halo, and Xbox yeah. One and Series X, there's only one killer app, and it was Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. But yeah, for me, P- PGR call-
4: though, Ryan, like it was arcade and not simulation, so it had that going for it too.
0: <laughs> well, it was. Well, that was the cool thing about PGR. Is it always kind of. It did a great job of walking that line between simulation and arcade. You know, it wasn't Burnout, but it also wasn't Gran Turismo or Forza. You know, it was, uh, of course, Forza didn't exist yet, but...
4: And I I bet a lot of people got in on the OG Xbox around Wave 2 of games. So then they just have this great library. Mm -hmm. The reason I picked 360 is actually because of the cadence after launch. Because, like, we ended up getting Mass Effect. We had Dead Rising, which was really cool for its time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all the other stuff on 360 that ended up... coming out down the line it just felt like i constantly had something to play gears came out on the 360 oblivion so, uh, ghost recon yeah. advanced
0: Warfighter, fight night yeah. round three yeah all uh, in that first Bioshock. year all yeah. in that first new year <laughs> the yeah. first year of that console was insane yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah so i i picked up a 360 for dead rising to touch on destin what destin said and it felt like after i bought that console there wasn't a month that went by without a game that i had to play you know so that 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 launch window cadence was fantastic. But if we're strictly talking about games that came out right at the beginning, um, I think it was strong. I think the 360 was strong, probably as strong as the original Halo or I'm sorry, the original Xbox. But that's, again, only because of Halo one. Right. Like that was such a like a like a moment in in video games, when, you know, Landing on uh, the Halo for the first time and seeing that, but again, does one game a launch lineup make? I don't know. It
0: did Um, for Xbox. It did for the original Xbox, right? And that's why we're still here talking about the fourth Xbox is because of Halo. So let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Next this week, Phil Spencer uh, in an interview with Kotaku editor in chief Steven Totillo, giving an uh, his his first interview since the Bethesda acquisition. And yes, it did come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven asking Phil, is it possible? Now listen carefully to the wording here. Is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls Six on the PlayStation? Phil says yes, and he replied very quickly, Totillo notes. Yes, then he paused. I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people. Uh, When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. And yes, he's saying whatever that means, not me. Uh, Cam, going your way first again here. Do you you, uh, take Phil at like a face value here? Do you want to decode what he's saying? What do you make of this?
3: Uh, uh, The way I read this, which is what I've been saying since the acquisition, is that, yeah, Bethesda games aren't coming to PlayStation. Uh, I don't... You don't pay $7.5 billion to acquire eight studios to keep to put them on your... right. Like, you know, the console wars, in my opinion, are over. Like, you know, Xbox is more than just a Xbox versus PlayStation mm-hmm. platform now. They are trying to do more than that. But they're, they're still, like, in com- competition with PlayStation, so don't get that, like, wrong. But you don't pay $7.5 billion, even if you're including the mar- merchandise and you think about all, all the IP, like... For eight for those eight studios, like Sony acquired uh, Insomniac for two hundred and twenty-seven million. Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, and then you times that by eight. That's only one point eight billion dollars. So there's no way. There's no way that Bethesda Games are coming to PlayStation. And you know, you were tweeting. Uh, you tweeted something out a few days ago about this. Like, um, you know, if if PlayStation would have acquired these studios. This conversation wouldn't even be happening. Everyone would know that these are PlayStation-exclusive titles. So why is it different with Xbox? Yes, like, Cuphead went to Switch, but Cuphead is not owned... Like, it was first-party published by Microsoft, so that's irrelevant. Like, Ori, they came to Switch. Uh, Phil Spencer said that that is because uh, basically Moon Studios asked nicely, like, hey, can, you, can we get these on <laughs> Switch? And then and then Phil Spencer was like, yeah. Like, you know, well, out of respect of your request. So, like, you know, like... I don't know why people think that just because Xbox acquired these studio, the, like these big IPs, that they're going to go multi-platform. Like, Microsoft is a trillion-dollar company. Seven point five billion dollars is nothing to them.
2: I, I, just, I think. I think the reason people are expecting that out of Microsoft is because there is precedent set when Microsoft purchased Mojang with Minecraft. Right? They bought Minecraft. Granted, it was already out on PlayStation, I believe. That was oh yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, it, was was already, on, already, yeah. it was already out on PlayStation, but they still supported it, and and you know um, they didn't pull it from the platform or restrict it from other people. So it sort of speaks to Microsoft's philosophy of like not restricting it from other platforms, even if those platforms are competitors. Having said that, I think Cam's one hundred percent right. Like Microsoft is no longer a single platform entity, right? Like the console wars, as we know them, as stupid as that term is, is effectively over. Microsoft now is a first-party manufacturer and developer of a console and PC and wireless ecosystem, and they don't need to support PlayStation in order to um, allow people who don't own an Xbox to play those games. So. Basically, rather than saying like, okay, we're going to make money by selling to PlayStation users. They're saying, hey, we have a ton of different ways if you don't want to buy an Xbox. So you can play them if you want. But the onus is now on you to join our ecosystem however you like.
0: Destin, are you are you with the other guys? The internet better
4: get ready because Bethesda's Xbox exclusive. Come on over, baby. The water's just fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long have you, been, have you been cooking that? I just thought. Oh.
3: Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're I, workshopping I, a catchphrase every I, week. I do wanna, I do wanna talk about the Moj- the the Mojang Mojang, however you want to yeah. pronounce the thing. Is that like I feel like with that Minecraft is is like a platform in of itself, kind of mm-hmm. like for, how Fortnite is now. That I think that that is a special case, you know, where that's that's a different situation. But like. Literally anything else that they own, like, I wouldn't expect, you know, anything to come to PlayStation, specifically. Switch, I think that there's a different conversation there just because of their relationship with Nintendo and, like, you know, like, Cuphead still has DLC coming out. I'm sure that's going to make its way to Switch. Like, if there ends up being another Ori game, that'll probably come to Switch, like, but when it comes to PlayStation specifically, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it, specifically with Bethesda as well.
2: Yeah. And I I I think when this I mean when all this news first broke I was really hesitant to say that like Bethesda single player games are going to be uh I guess what do you even call it now first party exclusive yeah. um for Microsoft. <clears throat> well you can't say console exclusive anymore cuz that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um I was really hesitant to like check that box but the more I think about it the more I think that you know you don't need to the potential of like millions of units you're going to lose by not selling on the PS five. I think sort of balances out well with the fact that uh, there are now more ways to play Microsoft owned and exclusive games than ever before. And touching back on the conversation we had last week, if this X cloud bootstrap web browser based app ever comes into its own and you're able to access Xcloud from platforms that you wouldn't that don't specifically allow it and and sort of iOS. facilitate it. Yeah, iOS, PlayStation, you know, things like that. Um, then it's sort of a moot point, right? Like you could play an Xbox game anywhere. So I maybe the conversation isn't like Microsoft won't allow PlayStation users to play games, but the conversation is now you don't necessarily need any piece of hardware to play a Microsoft game like that. Just the whole conversation shifts at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I I don't think we were all wrong or, or misguided to have the conversation when the, when the Bethesda purchase first happened about what is Microsoft going to do? Whereas as Cam was bringing up uh, the point about if, when it, if if the tables were turned and it was Sony, there'd be no question Mm -hmm. because, uh, because of, uh, su- continuing to support Minecraft on PlayStation, and also, but Psychonauts Two, which still isn't out, is coming to PlayStation Four. That is still going to be uh, re- re- released as originally planned on PS Four, unless they change the plan between now and then. But as we currently know, it's still PS Four. And also these two uh, timed exclusivity deals that Bethesda had made with t- uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, mm-hmm. those are still happening. NPC so, and Obsidian with the
2: Outer Worlds, right?
0: yeah, that's enough. Thank you. That's another really good one. Uh, and they ended up bringing it to game pass. And, and that was part of our conversation too. It's like, okay, well, you know, Microsoft's probably going to do what makes them the most money. And maybe it's put, put it out on play, put elder Scrolls six out on PlayStation, but have it on game pass on Xbox is the mm-hmm. incentive. But, but yeah, the more, the more we think about it, I I'm totally with cam as well. And, and the rest of you guys, uh, I mean, just, look at what read between you don't even have to really read that far between the lines of what phil is saying here he says uh the number of devices that we had we have x cloud and pc and game pass and console so he's basically saying i'm not taking this game away from people yeah there's still plenty of places that you can play elder scrolls 6 it just playstation won't be one of them but you'll have plenty of other choices Plus the seven and a half billion dollar thing that Cam brought up. So yeah, uh, my take here is not only in agreeing with all of you guys, but uh, I just think he he doesn't want to outright say it yet, and it's because I think he wants he doesn't want that to be a distracting headline or a thing that then becomes like you know he's got potent- PlayStation people mad at him, even though of course I mean he bought him. He can do whatever he wants, but I think he doesn't want this to be a story distracting from the series X launch. I think okay. after, after the series X launch, whether it's end of this year, early next year, whatever it is, we'll get a more definitive statement of this is never coming to PlayStation. Starfield, for example, exactly. That'll be the one that gets addressed first. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's good times. all right let's keep going we've got plenty more to talk about but i guess we've still got uh i guess what 25 minutes or so left in this episode speaking of game pass touched on that we've got some really interesting stuff that's on the way i don't know if you guys caught this tweet by the xbox team on social media (laughs) rainbow six siege it now it hasn't been named but xbox game pass twitter account posted a wordless image of it was a siege. It was an attack on a castle, a siege, if you will, with six rainbows in the sky and nothing else. So reading between the lines again, Rainbow Six Siege appears to be heading to uh, the Xbox Game Pass service. Destin, that's a big deal.
4: Yeah, it is. And honestly, it makes sense. The The base game is, you know, you get your base operators or whatever. And then most of the most of the things after that, you just pay for the season passes or you pay for the specific operators within that that season pass and, and that's where they make their money. So this is great. More Rainbow Six Siege players on console. Let's go.
0: Cam, have you spent any time with this game yet over the years?
3: haven't but i've seen plenty of people play it and i think that it's uh like those people that are like great at rainbow six siege i'm i'm just like y'all are on a whole nother level there's just like so much to the to that game and uh so much uh you know management and what you're doing uh when you're when you're playing those matches that like man i it's super impressive and i'm like i'm really glad that this uh you know because the game kind of had a falling out of sorts in the beginning but then it like got back on its feet and now it's like one of the biggest uh esports out there and it's uh it's really cool like i know that those that love siege are like super passionate about it um more than like most esports communities that i've seen
4: yeah i do the on the six series for ign and um it's really fun like i got really into it when we started that series (laughs) and uh, i was getting okay at it but man when you start learning how to like Use your corners and what walls to take out and how to use Mira mirror properly and just what to counter with and that game's that's a great game. It's just a really, really good game. It's a chess
0: yeah. match, that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I did the original review for IGN, mm. which I believe, if my memory is correct, was December of twenty fifteen. I think that game's five years old now. Wow. And yeah, to Cam's point, it's come such a long way since then that uh it's it we it actually necessitated we did a re-review of it tom marks did a re-review of it last i think 2019 sometime last year and yeah it is it you know they've added so much to it and and tweaked so much of it but the core of it is so good that now and there's a there's a next-gen version coming which existing players will get upgraded to for free so that's a game that wouldn't surprise me if they're going to do 120 frames a second and uh, 4k uh because that's a competitive shooter so that'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that but you know the, it's only going to add more an even bigger player base to this already monster hit of a game so you know xbox and pc are are going to have the probably probably the largest player bases for this i mean i know i don't want to discount I mean PlayStation 4 is a hugely successful console. I guess I won't I guess I won't frame it competitively I'll say. There'll be plenty of players no matter what mm-hmm. platform you're playing on. So you you'll always be able to get a good game for years to come on this. But yeah, that's I mean that's the, that's a big get for Game Pass. I mean that's a AAA that's an A-list video game right there. Uh and then I don't know if I'm the only one here that's a a fan of the classic Lucas adventures but three of Tim Schafer's 1990s uh, point and classic adventures are all now coming to Game Pass on Xbox and PC, of course. But they had come out. Sony helped bankroll them and they they were actually PlayStation console exclusive when they first came out. They've been kind of out for a while, but now they are coming to Xbox and Game Pass. So it's Grim Fandango Remastered, which is regarded as one of the best games of all time. Day of the Tentacle Remastered, which is a very funny game. And then my favorite Tim Schafer game, uh, with respect to Grim Fandango, but Full Throttle. Uh, So there's Full Throttle Remastered, which is just has this hilarious dark humor to it. Uh, And all three are coming on October 29th. Now, if you guys have played these, I'm curious to hear your thoughts and if you haven't if you're going to give them a try on game pass cam
3: yeah so i've never played any of these games i know of all of them just haven't played any of them uh i double fine is just one studio that i uh like all their games that i've seen like these look super fun and i want to play them like i still really want to play brutal legend which just recently got added to uh game pass as well and um but I just haven't yet and uh, but I definitely plan on it. Like Psychonauts as well. Like I have Psychonauts like backwards compatible on my Xbox and I'm looking forward to Psychonauts too. So I definitely like plan on eventually going through all these games and uh, and looking into to double fine.
0: Yeah, you need it sounds like you just need to do like a a, a, a weekend binge, a double fine weekend binge yeah. and get caught up.
3: Yeah, normally when I like, uh, there's like a series or like a number of games that from like a same studio that I want to play through, I try and just like stream all of them just because it gives me more reliability to get through them. Uh, So because, you know, the the backlog is just endless and it's like, oh, I kind of want to play this game now. It's like, oh, nope, you got to finish this game first. So. Destin? Uh,
4: not Not your bag? Adventure games?
0: it's okay you're allowed i to. get
4: why you love them but i i don't i'm not actively planning out my calendar yeah. to play day of the tentacle hey i hear you i mean not,
0: that's a, not every genre is for everyone right like miranda yeah. who's who uh was tied up with some other stuff today she loves dota you will never mm-hmm. catch me playing one of those games it's just yeah. not my thing so it's i totally get it uh all right let's see here next Ah, here's an interesting story. Microsoft's new, quote-unquote, again, this was their terms, not ours, Quadruple-A Studio, The Initiative, who we did not end up hearing from at the July Xbox showcase, has added more Sony first-party employees, former employees, obviously, to its ranks. Two ex-naughty-dog folks... uh, Lee Davis, formerly Naughty Dog's head of Melee Animation, has been appointed as the initiative's lead gameplay animator. And Lauren Garcia, who was previously Naughty Dog's character shading technical director, is now the senior shading technologies director at the initiative. So uh, they've been hiring from around that very deep pool of talent in Santa Monica, Brandon Tyrell.
2: Yeah, Naughty Dog, Sony Santa Monica. First of all, how big is a game's budget that you have a lead melee animator? Like, <laughs> that seems so specific. <laughs> I mean, it you know, the proof is in the pudding, I suppose. Like, mm-hmm. the, there's a lot that goes into that, and I appreciate that. That's just crazy to me. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, there's a lot of excitement around the initiative. They're a big studio. They're still building out their team. I'm sure they are spending quite a bit of money to recruit top talent. And Santa Monica has a lot of talent uh, to go around. So good news all around for the initiative. Uh, I will still continue to say that we're going to see whatever the initiative is working on every single event. I will probably <laughs> be wrong for the next two years, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, I'm just like every time you hear about the studio, it's, it's more good news. And uh, I'm just waiting to see what they've been working on.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, one of their leads, Drew Murray, was the lead designer on Sunset Overdrive at Insomniac, mm-hmm. one of, you know, which is probably still my favorite first-party Xbox One game. Actually, that's a good one. Cam, we were talking, you know, you're, you're, you're professing your love for Rise. What's what's your favorite Xbox One exclusive so far this generation?
3: Now that it's not, over. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, I would probably say... I'd probably say quantum break nice i think i think i would um i feel like that game didn't get enough love and i feel like the amount of love i'm like i i would say that i enjoyed control more than i love quantum break but i think that like the amount of like hype that control has gotten over the past year is like quantum break should have gotten some of that love as well but at that point you know xbox was still kind of getting back on its feet so not a whole lot of people played it um so but yeah quantum break it was really cool uh I, I just appreciated that they tried something different. Um, uh, something Overdrive, I've tried to get into, like, a few times, and just something about, su- surprisingly enough, su- something about the, like, movement in that game just really throws me off, and I don't know what it is. Um, so, but yeah, I love Rise um, as well. Uh, yeah, so I'd probably, but I'd probably have to say Quantum Break.
0: Strong, call, I, feel I
3: like that. I like that.
0: Yeah, Sunset Overdrive. It's interesting that you specifically mentioned movement because it is a game. Like, again, is me saying it's my favorite Xbox One exclusive. It there is a major curve, like a learning curve, on that on the the movement controls in that game. But there is a time, at least at least it was for me and and some people I've talked to, where it does just click, mm-hmm. and then you're just all over the city, you're doing everything you want. But I totally respect and understand where where you've kind of tried it a couple times and just not not had it click with you
3: I really want to go um, back one more time and, and give it give it a, another fair shake because i really want to love that game uh yeah. but uh yeah
0: i hear you now uh actually cam i want to go back to you for sure. another quick thing we have we have debated over a number of episodes over the oh, last <laughs> number of months in fact going back to I remember having these arguments in the studio back in the in the before times, back when we could all be together in the mm-hmm. same room. Uh, we are torn on this show. I think it was like even a 50 50. I know Brandon Tyrell does not. He thinks Slash does not want the initiatives game to be perfect. Dark gonna of that. Um how do you feel? Do you because th- that's the you know the rumor is is it perfect dark? Do you want to see the initiative with all this talent it's amassing? Do you want to see them do something completely new, or would you like to see a collection of talent like that give a a, a god of war like attempt at a reboot of perfect dark? Where, how do you feel about it?
3: Well, uh, first off, because that's something I was going to bring up in general. I think, uh, yeah, if it is perfect dark. I don't I don't want it to be perfect dark. Though. Thank you. Thank and the you. Reason, and the reason why a little I don't bit of reason. reason. Yeah, the reason why I don't want to is just because it's been so long. And like if they the, the way I would see how they would probably attempt it would be something similar to like, it, I feel like it would be like how they how Crystal Dynamics did the Tomb Raider trilogy. That's kind of like how I think that it would be executed. Um, and I love Tomb Raider, like Tomb Raider uh, 2013. Yeah, that's I love that game. Um, uh, Unpopular opinion. I like that one much more than Rise, but I think Rise is still great. Um, and uh, I think that if it was a perfect, I I just want them to do something new because I I know that like you know, people are just like oh like uh, or Microsoft is just like buying talent and like they're not like making original games or anything like that. And I was like, well, the Initiative is a brand new studio. Let's give them something brand new to do, like something that we have no expectations on. Like, we don't know what it's coming. Like, and granted, we don't know for certain that it's Perfect Dark at this point, but I would like something new personally. I don't actually
2: remember whether... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were... Oh,
3: sorry. sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, I love, uh, like, I would love a Perfect Dark reboot in some instance, but I don't want it to be the Initiative that works on it.
2: I totally agree. Like, I think I think you're 100% right where if the initiative tackles Perfect Dark, it's going to be in the same vein as uh, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider, Santa Monica's new take on God of War, you know, like a more realistic sort of approach to a classic. One, I don't think Perfect Dark is the right vehicle for that, you know? I mean, it's a game about rescuing aliens and being a super spy with all kinds of cool gadgets and stuff. I don't know that you that that's the right vehicle for that amount of production value if that makes sense um, and i also i don't even at this point remember where did the perfect dark rumor start does anyone remember or is it just something we've all like collectively oh yeah i yeah. think no i, I think, think there was like, even two, a
0: recent yeah. somebody like venturebeat or somebody had said that they like publicly said that they heard that that's what it was but it, nobody's been able to verify it yet so. so
2: like my my uncle who works at nintendo
3: knows a guy oh <laughs> yeah, well you know we'll see yeah. There was also something uh, leading up to the last event where they showed – with the event they showed off Fable, mm-hmm. there there was, uh, like, inactive handles for both Fable and Perfect Dark.
2: That's right. right. So that,
3: that's why people thought that Perfect Dark was going to be announced and it was going to be through the initiative because that's really the only studio that right now that we could see would actually be working on that. Tackling uh, it, yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm.
0: Well, you guys. What? I mean, you make it, you make good points. I think I don't disagree with you, even though I do want to see it. Uh, I mean, I would be happy with something new, but I would also be I would be super excited about Perfect Dark because uh, I'm a big stealth fan, and I think I mean, granted, they might do it a, in a way that's not at all what I see in my head, but I think a Metal Gear Splinter, style, Splinter Cell style third person action adventure narrative driven narrative heavy stealth game that's a bit more serious in tone yeah i think could be phenomenal phenomenal with that level of talent and with that ip with the, with joanna dark and the perfect dark ip so Look, we'll see can i chime in for just a please
4: yeah no, no way in hell it's too or uh perfect dark it's just not they're developing something new. And I've been reading about the staff and and who's here. We got Daryl G. He's worked on Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, COD, Destiny 2. We got Dan Newberger. He's worked on Tomb Raider. We got Drew Murray. He worked on Ratchet, Resistance, yeah. Sunset Overdrive. We got uh, Rob. He worked on the Uncharted games. We got Ben. He worked on God of War 1 to 3 and Titanfall. Tom, he worked on GTA 5 and Red Dead 1 and 2. Chris worked on Metal Gear Solid 5. Christian worked on GTA and Manhunt. They have a killer lineup of talent and like people do not realize this is like unprecedented whatever they're developing like i'm i i'm either (laughs) gonna be super excited or it's gonna be a shocking disappointment like if this killer team well if this killer team comes together and they don't create something phenomenal i will be absolutely shocked like like they're just they're they've made so many great Things in their careers, but
0: you're implying now that Perfect Dark couldn't or wouldn't be something awesome.
4: They're not making Perfect Dark. I'm making something.
2: (laughs) I don't. It can't. Please, even even you said more of a realistic approach. And as Destin was rattling off that impressive list of games that 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 talent has worked on. There's a lot of third-person cinematic action experience on that team. Yeah, guess guess what? Microsoft's portfolio has been missing this entire generation that they've exactly been getting that. crushed by by Sony exclusives. And even you said if they take it a more realistic approach to Perfect Dark, that is a family-friendly genre, right? I mean, that game stars a literal alien that you rescue from prison with a gun that can shoot through walls. Like, I don't see <laughs> them giving that sort of that that realistic approach to a, a um, an IP like that. I just don't see it happening. I think Destin's 100% right. They're making something new, uh, and I'm excited to see what it is. But it isn't Perfect Dark. This and I clip, I'm stoked. This clip is either you guys are
0: either going to post this as like a victory lap when <laughs> when the project gets announced or the everyone in the audience is going to tweet this clip at you to throw it in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Repeatedly.
2: If it like saying, in 2022 is Perfect Dark
0: in 2022 <laughs> when they
2: announce Perfect Dark, smash cut to Destin and I strung <laughs> up in the town square as people throw vegetables at us.
4: If it is yeah. Perfect Dark, it's going to be off the chain, insanely good, like really, I like. It's gonna be the best, perfect dark I've ever seen in my life.
3: There's been like two of them. Yeah, there's. I, yeah,
4: there's no way yeah. it's perfect dark.
3: I Not don't him. want it to be perfect dark, but my like just my gut, like something my gut tells me it's gonna be perfect dark, even though logically it doesn't make sense to me. But if it is perfect dark, or if someone does end up doing a reboot for Perfect Dark over at Microsoft's, like one of Xbox's studios. I just want it to be like fresh, like the two games before they don't matter. This is a re like this is a complete yeah. reboot. Yeah. Like, you know, because I think that that would be a mistake. Yeah, did. I don't oh. think
0: we have to worry about that. I think <laughs> okay. uh, I don't think there'd be any continuity
3: <laughs> yeah. concerns yeah.
0: about about a new so, perfect Dark.
2: To, yeah. to Cam's
4: point, to your point, Ryan, it's not like there's five people over there. This is a huge studio that could be doing more than one thing. That's I don't true. think so.
2: I don't think so. I mean, they probably not had right an away. R&D yeah. team, but they're still... Yeah. I mean, God, the office isn't even filled out yet. And I, I get that, like, it's not going to be filled out because of the pandemic. They're still building a team, though, to make a game. I don't I don't see how they're building multiple teams to make multiple games outside of, you know, most big studios have that team that just, like, sort of prototypes things. Um, so I, 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 I really don't think they're making two games over there. I think all, like it is a focused laser on whatever this new thing is going to be because Microsoft built them to get a big impressive game on the market. And they need that big impressive game out
0: a system selling like top flight halo caliber kind of game. All right. We're running out of time. I want to get to the loot box here. Rudy from Spain sending in a Yappa video comment. Let's hear from Rudy. Hey, Unlock
2: Crew, this is Rudy. Greetings from Spain. With the push of Game Pass, do you anticipate the popularity of more social features like the daily, weekly, and monthly quests that are available in the Game Pass Ultimate app? These are small objectives, like complete 10 battles in Final Fantasy 7 Currently, I can't access them because I only have Game Pass for PC, and they're gated behind Game Pass Ultimate. But I think it'd be really cool to unlock Achievements or exclusive avatars or something like that. It definitely encourages the exploration of the Game Pass catalog, and I think it help, helps build more community for players like myself who aren't that into online multiplayer.
0: Cheers. Thank you very much, Rudy. That was uh, excellent. Yeah, I've uh, it's it's cool seeing those those sort of challenge achievement things pop up on Game Pass games. Cam, I'll go your way first. What uh, do you like these? Do you do you want to see more of this stuff from Xbox?
3: I definitely want to see more, uh, implementation with this. Like, uh, so one of the things that I actually really like that PlayStation does compared to Xbox are the themes. I really like the themes. And I know that you can technically put whatever you want on the background of, like, your Xbox One, uh, X or Series X, you know, moving forward. Um, but I don't know. I always thought the themes were really cool and how they were, like, designed into the actual, uh, you know, apps when you're on the dashboard and things like that, and how they would be different depending on what the theme was. And like back on the 360, where there were uh, avatar items tied to achievements. Like I remember, like getting yes. the gnome, like the gnome in Left 4 Dead 2, and like the med pack in Left 4 Dead 2. Um, and I really wish uh, that they could implement uh, that more, uh, whether it be with Game Pass or with achievements again, uh, where you can get. Because I like, I remember I set up my avatar when, uh. You know, when the Xbox one first launched and I didn't touch it since, but I always really like the avatars and I want, I would love more, re, like more reasons to like mess with my avatar more and customize them and things like that. So I, I, um, I hope that they do it and I think they like, they will do something in like more. I don't know specifically what I'm saying, but I would like, that's what I would like to see from Microsoft. Love
0: it. All right. We're running out of time. Let's get to trivia here. Carlos
3: Para, his gamer
0: tag, is Old man Noob 76. that is a phenomenal gamer tag, asks the following: In November of 1999, the Sega Dreamcast launched in America, and they had a partnership with Microsoft, who of course had not yet produced the Xbox, to provide an optimized Windows operating system for the Dreamcast. What version of Windows did the Dreamcast use? Was it Windows Millennium Edition? Windows CE, right. Windows DX, or Windows 98? I'm going to go Destin's way on this first. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I confident going
4: into this. I was so confident going into this. And then I you read the question out loud, and I'm like, oh, no, now I'm doubting myself.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. This Ooh, I actually I'll remembered, s- <laughs> but I, I, I'll be curious. There, to Just as a, it's not even a clue. There was a... A little on the front of the Dreamcast, there is a there's a little stamp thing that says powered by and it's a Windows whatever here. So, yeah, it w- I do remember this. Uh, so, Destin, what do you think? You want to take a shot? I'll say a millennium. OK, Windows Millennium Edition. De- uh, Brandon, I'll go your way. I
2: feel like it might have been a clue <clears throat> because if you put it on the front of the box, it's got to have brand recognition. Otherwise, why would you put it on the front of the box? if that's the case i'm gonna go god dude i don't know i'm just trying to spin straw into gold right now i'm gonna go b
0: okay windows c that's good um it's one of them i bet cam any any thoughts on this i know you were a younger gamer at this point but maybe you saw a dreamcast friend had one something at some point any thoughts here
3: uh, yeah, I played. I played a decent amount of Dreamcast when I was younger. I, mm. I don't know anything about this though. Uh, based off of one connection that I see between the questions and the answers, I'm gonna go uh, C. Windows DX.
0: Okay. Well, no one of you it was
4: 98. It's two. One heavy. of you
3: did no. One of you did get it right, yeah. uh,
0: and it's Brandon Tyrell with Windows oh, E. Hard. I <laughs> knew it was MRC. Luck continues it to rain to upon light. me.
3: Yeah I, <laughs> uh, yeah I saw i saw dx so i'm like oh dreamcast x yeah you
4: know so, but they so can't I, market it on the front of the box right because yeah, it's proprietary I, so
2: i remember the ce like i remember that edition of windows Dang it. and me just feel like a little bit of a red herring because a millennial M- edition. me was trash was, was it trash. okay yeah windows
0: yeah. So CE, me was bad
2: yeah CE and then wasn't I, great either it was for me, it was between code. B and D. Like I'm like, all right, 90's yeah. it, ninety-eight, everybody so knows it.
0: When Windows C E was used on like the old old school little like kind of the was palm light. pilot type things, yeah. the PDAs. Mm. Uh, yeah, and they used a version of that. So it's this pared down version of Windows. So Brandon Tyrell, excellent job. You have extended your lead, by Moving the way, my further friend. Further ahead, based Much off to look much of a to drawing. death and chagrin. Uh, yeah, you're up a couple well, points now, so.
2: What do you if got? You two there, trophies this <laughs> in, I've got one.
0: <laughs> if you have a loot box question, send it in via correct. email. Unlocked <laughs> at IGN.com. Include the question for multiple multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. And then for the loot box, which, uh, which was awesome this week from Rudy in Spain, would love to hear from you. Just go to this episode's article page on IGN. So just type in on Google, IGN unlocked 466. You'll find this the page for this episode, and right at the bottom, just above the comments, leave a Yapa video comment. You don't need to make a Yapa account. You can log in with uh, Discuss. You can log in with Facebook, Google, or LinkedIn, I believe, as well. So plenty of ways you can log in and leave a video comment, as Rudy from Spain did. And with that, uh, we are done. It is time. Yeah, it is time to. Actually, yeah, we are at the end. So I want to go Cam's way first. Cam, uh, it's been awesome having you. You definitely need to come back again. This is great. Where can we find you? Everybody, now that everybody loves you, after it's been seventy minutes, you've won everyone over. Uh, where are we? Where are you on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, etc.?
3: So, I, again, I write for DualShockers.com. Uh You can check out all my writing there and you can follow dual shockers at dual shockers. You can follow me on Twitter at the Cinephile Guy and I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Cinephile Guy.
0: Love it. Destin.
4: Twitch.tv slash Destin tonight, 8 p.m. Pacific and on Thursdays. And of course, IGN.com, baby.
0: Did you get, wait, wasn't it the Destin <laughs> channel? Did you get yeah. to slash Destin now?
4: Yeah, I got twitch.tv slash Destin and uh, nice. youtube.com slash the Destin channel still because YouTube, if somebody from YouTube watches, help me get this sorted out.
0: <laughs> For someone probably does. You might hear from yeah. somebody real soon here. Call me. I mean, we know they have your Gmail address because they're YouTube. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Brandon Tyrell. I mean, just follow me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, but also go check out Dustin's stuff, baby, because <laughs> he is he is putting in the work when it comes to promotion and I appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Brandon. That's right. Hey, so it's you gotta market it. That's the thing. You gotta market yourself. Baby. As as for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Check out my final preview of the Xbox Series X. That's the gloves off, full impressions of everything. Uh, all aspects of the console on that's on IGN or on IGN's YouTube channel. So take a look for that. For uh, Destin Legary as well as Brandon Tyrell and our awesome special guest, Cam Hawkins, thank you all very much for watching Unlocked 466. And we'll see you back here next week.